Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Seriously, if you want to relieve stress, go to the Word of God. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's just so weird, isn't it? Yeah. People say stuff like that. I apologize for it. Are you kidding me? Let's all do baptism, and I have a little pool here, and we'll all feel nice and relaxed. That's baptism. Mm. No, baptism is a sacred Christian rite. All the various yogas are sacred Hindu rites. Wake up, America! It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hello, hello, welcome in, welcome in to another edition of Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, of course, in the studio. And if you're a longtime listener of Wretched Radio, then you know what's going on here. You know what today is. It's Wednesday, number one. That's your first clue. Number two, you heard my voice first. That's your second clue. It's Witness Wednesday. And you know, that means Todd is out roaming around some campus somewhere looking for some unsuspecting students to have a conversation with him. And today he is at the heart of academic excellence, Georgia Tech. Where are you walking right now? To the physics building. Can I talk to you while you're walking on the radio? Uh, I guess so. Sure. What All is right. this for? It's for radio. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, radio as far as like... What, what I don't want to tell you because that's what it's about. <laughs> what are, you, are you studying physics? Yes, sir. Teach me one thing about physics. One thing about physics? That I can use. I'm just a, I'm a regular Joe. Give me something I can use. Something that you can use. All right. Uh, I have to ask for something. There's a lot of things you can, you can use. One thing will do. One thing will do. How long have you been going to school? Um, my first year as a graduate student. Oh, so you've got a, already got your undergrad. Yes, sir. You've got lots of things you could tell me. Go. Hmm. I'm trying to think off the cuff what I can give you that's useful. All right. Let me ask you, what's, what are you wearing around your neck? This is a cartouche of my name in hieroglyphics. It's a, it's a what? It's a cartouche. It's my name in the hieroglyphics. Really? What is your name in hieroglyphics? Well, I mean, I'm not a pronounce it. I don't know the pronunciation, but... Why hieroglyphics? Uh, I just like the Egyptian culture. Uh-huh. Is it a religious thing? Uh, not a religious thing, just a just cultural appreciation. All right, and what's the and there's a tooth of some sort. Oh yeah, so this is a uh, mask. It kind of wore off uh, when I visited uh, South Africa. I uh, just bought this. And what does it represent? Um, it's like a it's a warrior mask. Ah, just, uh, all right, you just like it. Yeah, it's like the way it looks. It's like. jewelry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, and hold, get, get a stop for me. What is this? What is, your shirt has got. What exactly is going on? There's like uh, crosses on it. Yeah. Different types of crosses. I don't know what yeah. they are, but they're different crosses. Kind of scary faces. What's that about? Yeah, when I, uh, when I saw it in the store, it just uh, kind of grabbed my attention. I just bought it. It's it like spoke to you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Are you a Christian? Um, I don't believe I belong to a particular like, religious denomination. I'm kind of, I can, I can appreciate aspects of all religions, I guess you could say that. Which one do you think is right? Uh, I don't think anyone is right in particular. So they're all right? Uh, I think they're all right. I think they're all incomplete. Really? Yeah. Real like uh, Christianity? How is it incomplete? I mean, I mean, you can't claim that you know you know everything about God or that you can prove. I agree with that. Exists. So, I mean, they might have certain aspects that are uh, helpful as far as you know living your life in a good way, but but how is Christianity incomplete? How is it incomplete? I mean, just as as any other religion would be incomplete, they don't know everything about God. Well, if we did, we would be God. But we can know everything that he's revealed to us, correct? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it depends on your perception of God. Okay. So Christianity, which is kind of what you're modeling on your shirt right there, what does it teach about God? Does Christianity teach about God? I mean, I'm probably not the right person to ask. I don't study the Bible too much in depth. But you just told me it's not complete. I, I, don't, I still don't think it's complete. I haven't studied everything. But you haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm coming from a more of an overall point of view. I'm saying that no religion can sit there and. But claim. how do you know you haven't studied it? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. If I were your physics professor, I'd be getting my red pen out right now. <laughs> 
Oh. All right, let's let's get let's give this 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 a go. Okay. All right, this is what this is what Christianity teaches. Christianity teaches that every other religion is wrong. Let's start there. Okay, if they teach that, then I don't agree that they should be doing it. Okay, but what if it's correct? If Christianity is correct? Yeah, and everything else is wrong. I don't know what I could do about that if they were correct. I don't know what I could do about that. Well, that's the claim of Christianity. It's right. Everything else is wrong. I mean, that, I mean hey, that's, that's one person's opinion. I don't, that, doesn't, I, that doesn't bother me. Fact, but it's either true or false. It's either true or false. Well, what, you're talking about whether Christianity is correct or incorrect? Yeah. Mm, it's hard to speak about that when you talk about like, you're speaking about opinions. No, this is Here's what Jesus said. This was his opinion. I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. That was his opinion. Now that is either correct or incorrect. Fair enough. I mean, and was this quoted, or I mean, did someone just claim that for a fact? I mean, history books are always are incorrect, also. True, but they don't have to be, and this one isn't. Yeah. Okay, let's examine this just for... What's your first name? You're a nice guy. What's your first name? Uh, Chris. Chris, nice. Chris, you know where that name comes from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Christopher, and then Mm. I guess it's based off of Christ. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Jesus said that because he is God himself, and the only way that you can go to heaven is through him because of what he's done. Mm. That's what Christianity teaches. All the other systems teach you got to work your way there. Jesus says, nope, you got to be forgiven in order to go to heaven. Yeah, I I even remember when I was was raised a Christian when I was younger in... I remember sitting in a Sunday school, and I, we, we brought that issue up, you know, that, you know, what about the other uh, religions, you know, if they, you know, have slightly different beliefs, or they don't think that they have, you know, get to heaven through Jesus Christ directly, you know, what happens to them, you know, she kind of just stated directly that, well, yeah, they, they can go to hell. That kind of, like, angered me. So Here's, you know what, I, under, I understand that, but I want to reason with you for a minute, okay? okay. Here's why everybody, this, is, this one's going to kind of, this is going to be a little bold for you, okay. right? <laughs> okay. This is why everybody should go to hell. Ready? Everybody in the entire planet should go to hell. Here's why. Because they're lawbreakers. They've broken the rules of the king. For instance, the Ten Commandments. For instance, lying, stealing, lusting, blasphemy. Everybody has broken those laws. They are criminals for breaking the laws. And the just judge must give them what they have earned for themselves. And that is eternal punishment. That is why everybody should go to hell. More specific, would you agree that everybody on the entire planet has broken the Ten Commandments? It'd probably be safe to say that everybody in I think so. <laughs> okay, so let me hone it in a little bit, Chris. Specifically, have you broken the Ten Commandments? I know probably which, which one of them. Um, Let's start with lying. Father, yeah, well, I've honored thy father and mother. I've yeah, lied before. So yeah. I guess that's one. And you dishonored your parents by lying. Yeah, yeah. And I, you're a guy, so I presume you've lusted. Yes, yes. Which Jesus said is adultery of the heart, because God sees beyond our actions, and he oh, looks okay. at what we do mm-hmm. and what we think, everything that goes on inside of our brain, he has access to. So lusting, you're nabbed, okay? <laughs> Blasphemy, that's when you use God's name in a bad way. Have you committed that crime? Probably done that before, yeah. Okay, so forget the world for a minute. Okay. You die, you stand before the perfect judge who doesn't overlook mm-hmm. crimes. Okay. Would you be innocent or guilty? I mean, according to those rules, I guess I'd be guilty. That's right. You would. So what should a just judge do with a guilty criminal when, on a cosmic scale? Should he take you to heaven or should he send you to hell? Well, I mean, I guess based on that, I'd have to serve my time, right? Like if I'm guilty, then I'd have to do my time. Yeah, that's, that's right. Things go. Chris, why is there a sun and where does its energy come from? Why is there a sun and where does energy come from? Man, that, that's, that's a pretty deep question. Like, I don't know if there's a... 
one direct answer to that. I think there is. You think there is? God. <laughs> God made the sun, and he powers it. <laughs> I, mean, I guess some people could, could give that answer, but it doesn't seem like it's a... Now, you may not be, be don't believe in God, but it's the only answer that I'm aware of that actually works. Because energy doesn't come from nowhere. Energy has to have a source. And so I would simply say the source is God. And he holds the entire universe together by the power of his word. So if he stopped thinking about the sun, <laughs> it would go kafritz and we'd be dead. Well, I would, if, that's, if that's true, then I hope he continues to think about it for a while. Do you know how big God is, Chris? I don't know. I have no idea. All right. How big is this Milky Way galaxy? Like a volume or a... <laughs> Give or take about 100,000 light years. Jeez. How big is a... How fast is a light second? A light second. Dude! I know this! <laughs> I mean, these are, these are trivial facts, not things that I, that I use every day. You, you're studying physics. Don't you need this? I mean, yeah, these are things that you can look up in a reference table. These aren't things that require you to think in depth about solving problems. Okay, but you, isn't it kind of nice to have some of these basics right at your fingertips? Yeah, maybe. All right. It's big. It's very, if it's 100,000 light years wide, do you know how many galaxies there are similar to the Milky Way galaxy? Too many to count. Billion. Yeah. So it's just, it's unbelievable. And there's a billion stars in our galaxy, so there's a billion, billion stars. It's just huge. And the Bible says that God measures the universe with the span of his hand. Because he's huge. Because he's, he's, he's infinite. He's above it all. So to him, this is a drop in the bucket. It helps us to understand how huge he is. So, Chris, where we left off, mm-hmm. dude, if we could stop right here in the shade. Oh, this is sweet. All right. So if that's the God that you have to face on Judgment Day, he's huge. No lawyer, no judge. You, God. All right. He's seen your thought life. He's seen everything you've done, everything you've failed to do. Mm-hmm. Like thank him for your food. Mm-hmm. Thank him for parents. Thank him for the education. Thank him for the air that you're taking from him because it's his air. Okay. So you're stealing his air and not saying thank you. Okay. He judges you. You'd be guilty. Imagine the wrath of that God. Horrifying thought. Yeah, I guess that'd be pretty, be pretty scary. All right. Now, you've got crosses on your T-shirt here. That is a major symbol in Christianity, and it is humongous good news for a guy like you. What is the meaning of the cross? Um, I mean, from history's point of view, I know that uh, Jesus was crucified on the cross. That's where he was, you know, convicted and killed. That's right. I mean, that represents, like, it's his uh, sacrifice for all the people who follow him. His sacrifice for our sins. It was a sin offering for you. Mm -hmm. All the crimes you've committed put on Jesus. He took your punishment so that his goodness, because he kept all the laws you've broken, his goodness can be credited to your account. So when you die... All right, so I'm not stopping. I actually, they don't even know I'm talking right now. It's like I have no home training. I'm just talking over two people who are having a conversation. But I do have some home training because, listen, we've got to take a break. Number one, that's the priority here. We do have to take that break. I do apologize for interrupting. Though I didn't interrupt them, I did not. I'm allowing them to continue their conversation. I'm just interrupting your ability to listen to it. But hey, trust me, stick around. You don't want to miss the rest of this conversation as it continues from Georgia Tech. We'll be right back with more Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe. But now they've expanded to Africa. 
And the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Are you tired of the endless scrolling and mindless internet browsing? Well, you can absolutely break free from the digital realm and enter the Bible Zone. This month, we invite you to unlock the power of the scriptures with our exclusive Bible Zone bundle. With the Bible Zone bundle, not only will you learn to read your Bible better, but you'll also desire to read it more. This $100 value is available all month long for only $39.99. Buckle up and get ready to enter the Bible Zone by picking up the Bible Zone bundle, including Herman Who, It's Not Greek to Me, Drive-By Theology, Jesus Unmasked, plus all four study guides to go along with the resources, all for $39.99, but only during the month of August. Visit wretched.org slash BibleZone right now to place your order, but hurry up before time runs out. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash wretched. Affordable biblical health sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Important Dates in Christian History 1620. Pilgrims coming to America sign the Mayflower Compact and commit themselves to seek the public good, uphold group solidarity, and forsake self-seeking. The Pilgrims' influence helped to create the religious freedoms enjoyed today in the United States. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. And we are back. It is a Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. And I don't make promises. I don't intend to keep. And I intend to keep the promise I made you just before the break. If you remember, Todd was on the campus or is on the campus of Georgia Tech this week. He's been talking with Chris, and I did interrupt your ability to listen to the conversation. I didn't interrupt the conversation. I've kind of evolved in how I'm handling this these days. So anyway, the tape has continued to roll, and we get back to the campus now as we jump back into our eavesdropping of Todd and Chris here 
on Wretched Radio. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, justice satisfied, kindness demonstrated to you. And therefore, Jesus can make the claim, I am the way, the truth, the life. Nobody can get to the Father because nobody's perfect, but through me and what I've done. That's the good news of the gospel, and that's why it's ex- exclusive. I, I always wonder, so what makes uh, Christianity more correct than, you know, any other religion you know, as far as uh, Islam? You know, why can't they praise Allah and still be just as fine? Maybe their beliefs, you know, in heaven and hell are different, so, you know. This will be a really bad analogy, but but work with me a little bit on this. I, I, you don't have kids, do you? No, I don't have kids. Right, to, imagine that you had some children. Okay. And you, when they were little, you changed their diapers, mm-hmm. you cleaned them up, you gave them bottles, you mm-hmm. fed them, you burped them, you did everything mm-hmm. kind. They grew up, you paid for all their food and yeah, all their yeah. clothes, and you showed them kindness, and you took them to the park, and you gave them an education, <laughs> okay. and they gave all their affection to the next-door neighbor. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? I guess that would hurt. It would hurt, and here's what makes it doubly bad with God. There is no next-door neighbor. They don't actually exist. So they're actually giving their affections to what God calls an idol because they don't exist. So they're actually giving their affection, their dedication, and their devotion to something that isn't even real. And it makes him mad because he deserves it. Because after all, if he made you, it's fair, Chris, that he should have rights to you. I mean, he's given you everything. He owns you. It's fair that he should get praise from you. Right? Hmm. So the other world systems, and here's the difference. This is, okay, we're standing on some squares here. Imagine in this square on the concrete. Okay, put, let's put Islam in there, and let's put Buddhism, and Hinduism, and Mormonism, and Jehovah's Witness, and Roman Catholicism, and any, and Oprah Winfrey, and New Ageism, and anything else you want in there. And here's what they all teach. They say, try to be a good guy, Chris. And overall, if you're a good guy, when you die, you'll either be reincarnated to a better place, you'll be with 70 virgins, you'll become connected to the great big nothing, Mm-hmm. It'll be better if you're good overall. Okay. Right? Jesus is in that box over there. Mm-hmm. And he says, you can't do anything good. All you've done is bad. Mm-hmm. You've broken all of my laws. In fact, you've hated me your entire life. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you exactly what you deserve. And that is my wrath and punishment. But I'm good and I'm rich in mercy and I will save you because I died on a cross taking the punishment that you deserve so that if you'll respond to what I've done for you in repentance, which means to agree with God you're not good, to say, I'm sorry, God, I have sinned against you and against you only have I sinned. And you turn from your sins. doesn't mean you become perfect, but you don't like the lusting and the lying and the cheating anymore. And you put your trust in him and him alone, forsaking any other idols or concepts of God. He says, I will forgive you completely, and I will take you to heaven, not based on what you've done, like these religious systems say, Mm -hmm. but based on what I've done. Because, you see, if these systems are true, then you can praise yourself. You know what I did to get reincarnated? You know what I did to go to heaven? I did these good things. Jesus says, no, you've done bad, but I've done good, and therefore you can praise me because I've done everything for you. So if Jesus is right, all of these systems must be wrong because they contradict each other completely. This is work righteous. That is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus alone. See, this this one's got the the bad news front-loaded here, okay? It says you're not good. You're in big trouble. You're desperately wicked, and you need a Savior. And if you'll admit that, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the tough pill to swallow. I haven't been good. I've been bad. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, if you have a childlike heart 
and admit and come to him, not pleading your own case and making excuses. I'll save you and I'll adopt you and I will make you my child and I will take you to heaven so that I can be praised for all of eternity for saving a sinner like Chris. So tough news up front, but really great news if you're willing to admit that you're a sinner. These, you better start working really, really hard to make up for all the lying, lusting, and cheating you've done. Okay? So you should figure out which system is true. That's the big thing, because it doesn't even matter what I say, Chris, because I could be I, mean, I could be on crack. <laughs> I mean, I could, you know, I could be really a dope, and I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Okay. You should figure out what's true, yeah. because Jesus made the claim, I am the truth. So either he is or he isn't. Fair enough? I, I guess so. I mean, it's going to be tough for humans to figure out the, the, the true nature of God. Have we ever come to any kind of concept of what truth is? But, um... Here's, let me try this example. I'm going to give you some kids again. All right? You're studying physics. Okay. Give me a big fancy physics formula or concept. Do you have one? Sure. I can give you uh, the field for. I can give you the formula for the magnetic field to do like a current carrying wire. Uh huh. It's called the uh, Biot-Savart law. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here's okay. Forget the kids for a minute. Okay. You just communicated some information to me. Okay. All right. And I have no idea what it meant. Okay. All right. But I know. That I'm looking at a black guy okay. who's about five. What are you? Five. Pretty sure. Seven. Five. I'm shorter than me, like five, five. Okay. So what has been revealed to me that I can grasp? Mm-hmm. I can get that about you. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff. You're smarter than me. I can't get those things. Okay. Okay. God is way smarter than us. We can't get those big things because okay. we'd be God if we got all of those things. Okay. Right? Because if we knew everything God knew, then we'd be God. Okay. But the things that He's revealed to us we can understand and we can grasp okay. and he has chosen to reveal him the infinite has made himself accessible to the finite our little pea brains compared to his can't grasp everything but we can grasp what he's told us okay. and what he's told us resonates in truth with us because we our conscience tells us you know what i have done wrong things and i know it mm-hmm. and i i feel guilty because i am guilty So he's given us that ability to understand our guilt. He's given us a universe to understand that he's big and that he made the place and he made you. And the Bible makes a lot of sense. It's the only thing that's consistent and it satisfies the big question, how can I be made right with a holy God? These systems say, work your tail off, maybe. This one says, you don't have a chance, but I'll save you because I'm good. So we can know enough about God to grasp him and get him. And you should figure out if what the Bible says is true or not. Forget what I'm saying. Is the Bible true or isn't it? That's the million-dollar question. Okay. Yeah, so I have to do some, uh, some searching on my own to figure out what, uh, where I stand. And it's good to do that. I think anybody who tries to force you into religion, you should be leery. Yeah, yeah. I definitely don't approve of that. I don't like the forcing. But everybody should come to an opinion on their own terms based on their own search. Well, not only, here's what Jesus said. He said a king, when he goes to war, mm-hmm. he takes a look at his troops, mm-hmm. and he looks at the other guy's troops to figure out if he's got a shot at winning. Because okay. you're stupid to enter into the battle if you're going to get clobbered. Right. Christianity demands something of you. Mm-hmm. It demands death to Chris. Mm-hmm. Not killing yourself, not jumping off a building. Right. You're done with the old you. You turn from your sins, which means whatever sins you happen to be into, whatever lusts that you have that you love, mm-hmm. they're done. They're gone, and you should you should count the cost, and you should know that that's required of you. Now, you can't do it yourself, and he'll help you do it, but you need to know that that's the cost of following him, that you have got to die to yourself, forsake your sins, trusting in him and following after him, mm-hmm. not because that earns your heaven, mm-hmm. but because you're so grateful that he's earned heaven for you. Mm-hmm. But there's a cost, man. But consider this. Jesus said this. What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and 
loses his soul. Your eyes are precious, aren't they? They're the windows to your soul. And I know you wouldn't sell one of those to me for a million dollars, would you? Right? Now, if your eyes are that precious, what's the value of your soul that looks out through those eyes? Priceless. It's priceless, man. And you know what? Oddly enough, despite the fact that you've sinned, that's exactly what God says about you. You are... You have done nothing but sin against me, but I love you anyway. And I want that soul, and I want you to be my child. But you've got to respond in repentance and faith, and then you will become his child. Fair enough? Yeah, so look, look more into that. Yeah, All right, you got a Bible? I do have one, yeah. Read the Gospel of John. Gospel of John. All right, okay. pretty straight. You know, read as much as you want every day. Just dive in there, okay. and you're going to read about Jesus and why he came to this world to rescue you. He's God, and he mm-hmm. came to be the perfect sacrifice for your sins, and it'll scream it loud and clear to you. And it's good news, okay? Okay, yeah, I'll take a look. Hey, you're a gentleman. Hey, I'm glad Chris. we bumped into each other. All, All right, Chris? It was good talking to you. Hey, see you, man. All right, take care. Study on. Another conversation in the books. Todd and our new friend Chris at Georgia Tech University. Let's 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 be praying for Chris. Remember what you just heard was not a man going to a college campus full of very 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 intellectually superior people. And that's not a knock at Todd, but going to a university, as I've said, of academic excellence. And sitting down and, and starting intellectual debates. That's not what this is about. And hopefully as you engage in dialogue, whether it's on a college campus somewhere or whether it's on the couch in your living room with someone in your very own family. Remember, it's not about debating them. It's not about proving that you have the right information and they have the wrong information. But it's about the gospel. It's about showing them who they are, but also whose they are. Open up their eyes to why they are in desperate need of a Savior, but then open their eyes up to the beauty and the love of that Savior. It's not about winning debates. It's about winning souls to Christ. Approach it in that manner, and there will be a whole lot less angry people. But that's only one man's opinion. All right, hang tight. Stay with us. We are not finished by a long shot. We have more witnessing from Georgia Tech still to come. Hang tight. Going to take a break. We'll be back with more Witness Wednesday right here on Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. From North Carolina, two 7-Eleven employees are being investigated for, let's say, a hands-on approach when they dealt with a suspect. A suspect who robbed the store not once, but twice in the same day. And the employee said, well, you know what? I'm tired of this. So one worker took it upon himself to pin down the thief while his colleague beat the man with a wooden stick. (laughs) Look, I applaud their actions. Maybe could have been a better way. Who knows? But hey, I get it twice in one day. Meanwhile, at the happiest place on Earth, there seems to be a little less magic happening there these days. The Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, which is headed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, decided to send the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee packing from the district housing at Walt Disney World Resorts. One thing about Governor DeSantis, he seems to be standing firm and not backing down. When it comes to curbing these issues, he's deeming woke ideology. And here's a bit of irony if we've ever heard any. Across the pond in the UK, Louise Shivers, who is a lesbian social worker. She's facing disciplinary action for stating that there are only two sexes. And she apparently misgendered someone. Oh, you can't do that these days, Louise which has earned her potential blacklisting from her profession. 
That is a bit of irony, but it's a complicated web. I mean, when freedom of speech clashes with the changing societal norms, things tend to get a little complicated. And so they have. Well, lastly, let's talk retirement, or for a growing number of people, maybe a lack of retirement. A recent poll has unveiled a staggering 29% of workers under the age of 55 feel like they might be punching the clock to their job until they punch the final clock. The majority blame the inability to afford retirement. And I typically make a sarcastic remark here, but this is genuinely alarming. I mean, many people are expecting to work well into their 70s, if not beyond, and it's likely going to happen. Now, I know the Bible doesn't speak about retirement, but it does give people something to look forward to. You take that away, and the quality of work that people are actually doing, I think will begin to suffer. But that's just one man's opinion. And this has been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible. Acts is a second volume of the Gospel according to Luke. It begins with the ascension of Christ and covers the first 30 years of the early church. Acts is about the sovereignty of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the preaching of the Word as early Christians seek to spread the gospel from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Okay, welcome back to Witness Wednesday here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks in the studio. And wherever you may be, whether you're in your car, maybe you're on the couch, I don't know, you could be hiding from your kids in the pantry. No judgment. But let's get back out to the campus now and see who Todd has pinned our track down. Hey, young man, could I talk to you while you're walking this way? Sure. All right. Because I want to ask you a question. All right. You ready for it? Ready for anything? I'm ready for anything. Tell me, what is the gospel? Do you know? It's a good word, right? I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm the interviewer here. Well, it seems it seems to be a series of books written by followers of a religion. Which one? Um, I believe it's Christianity. Okay. And so there many, what it- there are many religious groups worship these books. Right. And find them sacred. So. Uh-huh. so, what is the gospel? What it, what is it? What's the message? That's a good question. All right. Okay. Before we go any further, what's your first name? Daniel. Daniel, you're a nice guy. Todd, nice to meet you. How do you nice do? To meet you. Okay. I just asked you kind of a bizarre question, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard when I answer straight okay, up, okay. you know. But I want I want to talk about me for a second. All right. <laughs> All right. I just came up and I asked you, what is the gospel? Did you think anything about, I mean, were you like, weird guy, normal guy, whatever, just didn't have any thoughts? Well, I kind of I kinda had this impression when I saw you talking to yourself in the microphone. Yeah. Well, it looked, it appeared that way. Yeah. That it was going to be a religious question. Really? So How'd you know that? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I just had a hunch. All right. Okay, so a complete stranger asked you a religious question. Did you want to punch me in the nose? No. Nah. All right. Find me intolerant? No. Nah. Huh. I mean... So no worries. Complete stranger. Yeah, to each his own. So as long as I don't try to beat you up and make you a Christian or something, you're good to go. Sure. All right. Of course. Okay. The gospel. You have no idea. And you're... Where are you from? Where am I from? Like, regionally? Yeah. Uh, North Carolina. You're in the Bible Belt. Yeah. How can you not know what the gospel is? I mean, I know what it is, but... Well, what is it? (laughs) I mean, it's the New Testament. The books are written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There you go. Oh, you weren't telling me everything you know. All right. 
But what is the message of the gospel? I mean, if I had to, uh, see, I don't, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the Bible. Did you go to church as a kid? Yes, I did. What kind of church? A Catholic church. All right, what did they tell you the good news is? Did they ever tell you the good news? I mean, sure. What is it? No, that Jesus died and rose from the dead yeah. and is risen. Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it happened, I guess. Yeah. No, but what was the purpose? What was the point? Or did it, was to he just the victim us, of bad to guys? save us from mortal sin, I think. Ah, save us from our sins. Do you believe you're a sinner? Of course. Really? Yeah. So you are a Catholic? Uh, I'm a hybrid of things. What's the, uh, what are the other things? <laughs> Many things. I mean, um, okay, here's, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm on a spiritual journey that will consist of researching a lot of religions. Very fair. I think that's very wise, actually. Do you have to research every religion that there is before you can settle on what's true? Um, I don't know about every religion, but the ones that I'm interested in, at least. And, I mean, I've, I've heard some things in different religions that I agree with. Maybe more so the way that it's stated than what it's actually saying, and because it could be saying more or less the same message as Christianity. Yeah. What what group is saying more or less the same thing as Christianity? I mean, a lot of groups. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, for an easy example, Rastafarians are pretty much a sect of Christianity. Well, pretty much, except not really. They say they are, but it's it's pretty different. It's it's different, sure. Right. Okay, let me. I'll challenge you with this thought. All right, I'm, we're gonna here. We're gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little chalk art in this square right here. All right, in this square is uh, we'll put Buddhism and right. Hinduism right. and Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnessesism, spirituality, any any everything but Christianity. Okay. All right, and here's what they have in common. All of these say, be a good person. Do good, and maybe, not for sure, but maybe when you die, you go to a better place, you get reincarnated into somebody rich, uh, you, you, you end up in a better place in paradise with 70 virgins. Maybe it'll be better if you do good. Is that a reasonable representation that I've just made? Yeah, reasonable. All right. All right. Now, over here, in this square right here, we've got Christianity, biblical Christianity, mm-hmm. Jesus, mm-hmm. who said, you're not good. You cannot earn your way to heaven. In fact, because you're so bad, I will condemn you to hell because I'm just and I'm perfect and I'm holy. You cannot earn your way to heaven. Am I doing okay so far? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. You don't know about which part? The part about you could never make it to heaven. How come? Because, I mean, there's a lot of things in Christianity that says if you do... Basically, the well, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't finish yet. Yeah, I, well, I didn't finish the story. Okay. <laughs> Do you think you're a good person? Sure. Okay. Can I test that that premise? I mean, sure. This How old are you? I'm 21. How many lies have you told in your life? Countless. All right. So if I told countless lies, what would you call me? What name would you tag me with? I don't know. A normal person. A liar. I knew you were trying to get me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so yeah. you'd be a liar. Okay. Right, how many things have you stolen in your life? I mean, probably like 10 or 12. 10? <laughs> 10 or 12. So you've stolen 10 or 12 things. What does that make you? It could make me a thief. It sure does. Okay, a little trickier, a little dicier. All right? Not just external things. Jesus says he's going to judge your heart and your desires and your thought life. All right? 
How many times have you looked at a woman with sexual desire? A lot of times. More than 10 or 12. Sure. Because okay. <laughs> he said if you look with lust, you committed adultery in your heart, right? Yes. So here's our summary. By your own admission, you're lying, thieving, adulterer at heart. You're not a good person. And that's what the Bible says. You're not good. Nobody does good. No, not one. Not even you, with all due respect. Okay? So, so far I'm right. Jesus is over here and he says, you can't do good. I can't take bad people to heaven. They deserve hell. Are we at least up to speed so far? Sure, sure. Okay. Now, what did Jesus do so that sinners don't have to go to hell? He died on the cross. There you go. So that he can be just and a justifier and a good God and a kind God. There's a little bit of tension. You see, God is just. He's got to punish lawbreakers, but he's loving and he's rich in mercy. So to satisfy justice, he sent his son to take the punishment we deserve. Now... We have to respond to that message. It doesn't just apply to everybody. You've got to respond to it. You used the R word a couple of minutes ago. What's the what do you must what must you do to be saved? Repent. What does that mean? I mean ask for forgiveness, ask for God to accept you even though you're a dirty sinner, basically. Yeah, that's right. And then turn from your sins and put your trust in Jesus. If you'll repent and trust the Savior, he says, I'll forgive you and I'll grant you everlasting life. All right? Now here's our little Here's a little chalk art. Here's a little sidewalk art. All these say, try to do good, and maybe you'll get someplace good. This one says, you've done bad, but I'm good, and I'll save you, and I'll take you to heaven because of what I've done, despite what you've done. Fair enough? Now, here's the question, dude. Is that square right, or are those squares right, or none of the squares are right? Well, I mean... (laughs) That's the question. Or are all of them right? can't be. Why is that? They contradict each other. All of these say you're good and maybe I'll take you someplace better. This one says you're bad, you're going to hell, but I'll save you if you repent and trust me. So they're they're just in direct opposition. So you can put all the other world systems together, but not Jesus. So either Jesus is right or he's not right. I mean, I guess. Right? Well, I mean, really, that's kind of the way it sets itself up. So either Jesus is who he claimed to be and you're going to hell or you're going to heaven if you've repented and trusted him. But these these guys aren't right. So here's a question. is Are all the people in that box, do they believe that all the people that are in no box or in that box are going to go to hell? That's a good question, and it's a fair question. I would respond by asking you a question. Have those people in that box sinned? Sure. Okay. If Jesus is who he claims to be and they've sinned and those other gods, those other systems don't help, they're going to face that God and they've earned for themselves hell. what if they face hell. their own God? Those gods don't exist if Jesus is true. But what if all gods exist? Well, and they are. One but then, God. but if all those gods exist, then Jesus doesn't. Because Jesus is unique. All of these are kind of similar. They all say you can try to be good and we'll do something for you. Jesus says something so radically different. Either Jesus is right or he's not. It's not an option to kind of lump him in with. It doesn't matter. You can believe whatever you want to. All roads lead to God. Because Jesus said, nope, they don't. They're idols. They're false. They don't exist. They're idols in people's brains or on people's mantles. And I'm the only way to get to the Father. Perhaps that's what he's saying. All right. And just like that, another conversation in the books, another young man we need to be praying for. Yeah, let's, uh, let's be praying for Daniel. And if you want a specific way to pray for him, pray God give him the opportunity to sit and think about the things Todd shared with him today. 
you know, a lot of times, especially for college students, uh, there's so many things that go on in your life that you don't have the luxury to sit and think on things that you may have heard throughout your day or throughout your week. You hear things in one ear, out the other. You continue on with your day. Pray God give him the peace and the quiet and the opportunity to sit and ponder on these things today. There is more witnessing still to come from Georgia Tech. We've got more Witness Wednesday coming at you next on Wretched Radio. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound, five ultrasounds, $140. Yes, they are expensive, but they save lives. And Preborn Ministries uses good equipment with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with preborn. Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. As First Timothy 6.12 tells us, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Let's be honest, fighting the good fight can sometimes feel like you're trying to, I don't know, juggle flaming swords while riding a unicycle. That hard. But fear not, friends. We have a solution to help us all stand firm in the gospel and reach millions around the world. We're calling on our faithful and let's not be too humble, our pretty incredible supporters like you to prayerfully consider becoming an ongoing monthly wretched gospel partner. Together, we'll be a dynamic duo, kind of like Batman and Robin, but with fewer capes and more theology. By becoming an ongoing monthly wretched gospel partner, you'll help us to continue creating amazing content like Wretched Radio and TV, Road Trip to Truth, Transformed, our website, our newsletter, and even the Wretched Store. So visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. You're familiar with this sound. You're sitting in church. Your pastor is preaching. You have your John MacArthur study Bible open. The pastor is reading the scripture. And all of a sudden you hear... Everybody in church turning the page because they all have the same MacArthur Study Bible. Why? Because it is so helpful to be able to read study notes underneath the verses to really grasp what God's Word is trying to teach. How would you like to share the joy of putting a John MacArthur Study Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines? They typically make about $12 to $15 per, not hour, per day. It's a luxury item, and it would be such a blessing. $25 a Bible, four Bibles, $100, or perhaps you could send a Bible to a brother or sister in the Philippines every single month. Would you please consider doing that to bring joy to our brothers and sisters? Wretched.org slash Bible. Attributes of God. God is merciful. While he does not permit evil to go unpunished, he withholds his justice for a time. Though God is storing up wrath for the day of judgment, every day we continue to live, 
is evidence of God's mercy and another chance to repent and trust in Christ for salvation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. All right, and welcome back. It's more Witness Wednesday coming your way here on Wretched Radio. I am Jimmy Hicks in the studio. Not quite sure what you've been doing for the last three minutes, but I've been eagerly waiting for more conversations from the campus of Georgia Tech because I sound spiritual. I haven't spent these last three minutes watching videos on YouTube. I haven't. You probably have. But anyway, I've been waiting on more witnessing from Georgia Tech, and that's where we're going now to see exactly who Todd has found. Hey, young man, could I uh, could I ask you where you're going right now? Uh, going to work. You're going to work. How far do you have to walk? Uh... I guess about a mile down to my Perfect. Car. That's great. Could I talk to you on the radio while we're walking together on your way to work? Sure. Now, you got you to gotta promise me something, though. What do, you, what do you bench these days? Not that much. Come on. Much. Oh, don't be all humble. What do you bench? What? Okay, it's your max. What were you putting up? The, the, the max I've ever done is 315. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you could basically put me into a pretzel shape right now, right? Did you study any, like, jiu-jitsu or karate? I've, I've done a, a couple months of uh, jiu-jitsu and a little Muay Thai. That's All right, it. now they teach you not to use it on people unnecessarily, right? Well, no. The, mine was uh, MMA fighting. What is that? It's a uh, mixed martial arts. It's, oh, that's that nasty stuff in the cage. Exactly. Dude, you're one of those? No, no, no I, I, I wasn't good at it. That's why I stopped. Did you get beat up a lot? Yes, I did. Okay, okay, you got to tell me. How much does it hurt? In the no, how much does it hurt in the ring? While you're doing it, does it hurt? Y- yes, it hurts. <laughs> okay, just, you, you don't you don't notice it as much just because you have so much adrenaline going. Right. The next day when you wake up the following morning, yeah. You know what? Can you tell me what is the nastiest punch? What hurts the most? The worst punch that I've ever gotten was just one of the side draw. I didn't see it coming. Is when I first began. It was right underneath my ear. It takes you out every time. And oh, I. It was terrible the way it twists your uh, jaw and all that. Yeah, but see, when you get, I've learned that when you get hit underneath the ear like that, it's a certain, there's something going on in your brain. It just drops you every single time. Now, here's the punch that really hurts a lot while you're in the ring. You ever been hitting the kidneys? Yes. That hurts. I've, yes. All right, now yes. promise me you're not going to hit me in the kidneys, okay? I promise you. All right, tell me, young man, what do you believe about the afterlife? The afterlife. Yeah, what happens to somebody when they die? Well, I believe that you're, you're either heaven or hell, going to heaven or hell. And it's uh, only through Jesus, through his forgiveness that you can get. That's, that's what I believe. So you're telling me that anybody who's not a Christian is going to hell? Uh, yes. No, I want to hurt you. Well, that not, seems not, very intolerant. Not, not necessarily Christian, but those who don't um, believe in Jesus. I mean, it, 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 is, it is highly intolerable, but... Then again, it's not my decision, I guess. Okay, so why do people go to hell, in your Christian opinion? Well, everyone is born with sin. You're calling me a sinner? Absolutely. Wow, how do you know? Well, I'm Catholic. Everyone's a sinner. I see. Okay, so what if I'm not Catholic? Am I still a sinner? You're a sinner. <laughs> okay, so then tell me, my Catholic friend, if I'm a sinner, what do I need to do to go to heaven? Ask Jesus for forgiveness through him that you can, you can be forgiven of your sins. Now... This is actually where I'm sort of, I'm working on this. It's hard, just my beliefs in general, because does that mean you have to ask for forgiveness right before you die? Is that way you're completely clear of sin and then you go to heaven, or? Did you go to Catholic Church all your life? I, I have. I, I, uh, 
I went to Catholic school, elementary school, moved to Saudi Arabia for a bit, and then came back and went to a Christian school. All right. Here's a... Let me ask you, what's your first name? Uh, Sean. Sean, could we stop under this tree for just a second? Okay. I don't want to make you late for work, all right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, wow. there's, 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 okay, we'll go quick. There's a big difference between Catholicism, and you were kind, you're kind of getting there and hinting, and Protestantism. Mm-hmm. And you were, you're on to the issue. Here's what Roman Catholicism teaches, that you somehow become a Christian. That can happen through your baptism, or you can believe in Jesus and then get baptized, and then you spend the rest of your days trying to do good works. Mm-hmm. And if you die without having committed a mortal sin by getting last rites, and if you will, being perfect, then you'll go directly to heaven. If not, you go to purgatory where you work off your sins so that you can ultimately go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, that's not necessarily directly mentioned in the Bible. I mean, it's hinted, I guess. In, I, uh, I agree it's not mentioned in, in the Bible, but that's the difference between what would be considered biblical Christianity and Roman Catholicism, which combines the Bible and tradition and councils. Okay? Now, what I just described for you, this maybe sounds a little severe, but it's called a work-righteous system, that you can do works and God will take you to heaven because of it. Uh, such as... Uh um, the things where the Catholics used to make you uh, pay money to let someone be released from purgatory and an indulgence. Indul- yes. Yeah, and these days you can take a trip to France, or you can take communion for thirty days, and then you'll get all of your sins forgiven and have a place assured in heaven. It depends on which type of Catholic you talk really? to. But really, well, yeah, I'm afraid so. Uh, if you travel to Lourdes, it was last year, the time expired, but if you travel to Lourdes, then you could have what they call a plenary indulgence, which means all of your sins can be forgiven. Wow. All right. I... Yeah. Yeah, indulgences aren't gone. That was one of the big things that they fought about at the Reformation, which happened in the 1500s. Is this with uh, Martin Luther? Uh, yeah, he was one of many fellows that basically said, no, 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 there's a, there's a, there's a different system here. Because Martin Luther sensed something. He felt his guilt. He kept trying to be good. He kept trying to be good, and he keep, kept feeling like, I'm not being good enough, and I've got this burden of guilt, and I'm starting to really resent God because this is a lot of work, and I feel guilty all the time. And so he actually ended up hating God, and then he started reading the book of Romans, and the book said, the just shall live by faith. And he started to understand the doctrine of faith alone, by grace alone, in Jesus Christ alone, which teaches that if a man or a woman will agree with God that they're a very vile, wretched sinner who is worthy of God's condemnation in hell, if he will come to that agreement with God and say he's sorry to God, in other words, repent, Mm -hmm. turn from his sins, apologize, say I'm sorry with no defense, and put his trust in Jesus Christ. It's what Jesus preached in Mark 1.15. He came declaring the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. So repent and believe in Jesus. And the Bible teaches that if you do that, you surrender to God, he will save you, forgive you of all of your sins, past, present, and future, because of the work that he did to rescue you. If you say that you work your way to heaven, and you do, somehow, in any way, shape, or form, you can get there and tell everybody what a good person you were and how you deserved heaven. Mm -hmm. The Bible says you've deserved hell. But Jesus has earned heaven for you, and that way, he gets all of the credit for rescuing a wretched sinner like you and me. That's the good news of the gospel. One is work righteous, the other one is a grace-based system. Complete forgiveness, or sort of forgiveness and works. That's the difference between Catholicism and what I think is biblical Christianity. Okay.
Make sense? It does. Here's, here's what I would beg you to wrestle with, all right? Read the Bible. Don't trust me. I'm a complete stranger. I could be in a cult for all you know. I might be here to, like, beat you up, tase you, and take your money. Uh, yeah, I know that. All right? I'm, tr- I'm trying to convince you this is what the Bible teaches. So read your Bible and see if what I'm saying is true. Read the book of Romans. Okay. okay, this is Paul writing to Christians in Rome. And he lays it out this way in Romans chapter 1. We've broken God's laws. We've lived for ourselves. We hate God. We're at war with God. We want to live for ourselves and do what we want. We want to live by the flesh. And for that, he condemns us because we're lawbreakers. Mm-hmm. But he's rich in mercy. This is a big court case. We're guilty before God. Jesus steps into the courtroom and says, Judge, set him free. And the judge says, wait a second. He's got a, he's got a fine to pay. And Jesus says, I paid the fine for him because of what I did. All right, here's the summary. Think about your sins, all right? And I'll ask you to just think about one alone. Jesus said, you've heard it said of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. I say, if you look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. Yes, yeah, sermon on that. You got it. And he said, uh, he said also, if you're just angry with somebody, he said, you're in danger of judgment. You're a murderer at heart, the Bible says, because he sees the thought mm-hmm. and the intentions of our hearts. Think about all the air you've breathed without thanking him for it, all the things you failed to do and all the things that you have done. Think about what you deserve and then realize God knew that. He looked down through the corridors of history. He knew that you would break all of his laws. But he sent his son to die for you anyway. And you should go, amazing love, how can it be that my God would die for me? And it should cause you to drop to your knees, not because you're afraid of hell, but he's been so kind to save you from hell. You don't want to be a fear-filled convert. You want to be a tear-filled convert. God doesn't want you because you're scared. He wants you because you realize how good he is. And that's why you repent. You say you're sorry and you turn from your sins and you put your trust in Jesus. And then he says, I will justify you. A one-time declarative act from heaven that says you're righteous now. And then you grow in holiness from there, not to earn your way to heaven, but because he has saved you from hell and he's been good and he's been kind and you simply desire to become more and more like Jesus because it pleases him and you love him so much. It's a response not a desire to earn your way there. So that's what I beg you to think about. One's really good news. The other one, you better start working really hard so that you don't die in your sins, which is a horrifying thought. And a horrifying thought that absolutely is a thought that I hope does not come true for anyone who may be listening today. But this is not my favorite time of the day the end of the show. The beginning of the show is my favorite time because we have so much to look forward to. But the end of the show... Uh, Well, you know, it's not so much fun. But we are looking forward to more Witnessing from the Campus next Wednesday and more Wretched Radio tomorrow. And until next time, go serve your king.